The following program contains material that may be disturbing. Listener discretion is advised. All right. What's up, bitches? Welcome to Corn on the Macabre. <laughs> I'm Katie Adkins. I'm Kelly Reed. And um, the ocean And what's is- up, bitches? That's our new intro. What's up, bitches? Uh, yeah, what's up, you spooksters and spook? gets all right i don't know about that one <laughs> yeah we might need to workshop that one i'm gonna stop while i'm ahead when i was doing the research for this particular topic something about it reminded me of this um dumbass thing i did when i was seven in second grade i had adhd but at the time we called it being a child so right we didn't know so the teacher would say a lot of shit that i just would never hear and was like that's normal and one of those times was a day for whatever reason is lodged in my brain there was a day where she handed out paper plates that were sectioned off like there's a marker sectioning off and four pizza pies on the plate and she handed out green and blue crayons and she said mm-hmm. which is what this is the part i did not hear i was handed a paper plate sectioned off into four pieces with two crayons and she said color as much of this paper plate that you think water covers the earth. And I did not hear that at all. And I just look around and see all these kids coloring green and blue into the little pie pieces. And I like asked the kid next to me and I'm like, what are we doing? And they're like, you're coloring the paper plate. And I was like, oh shit, I'm coloring the paper plate. Well, I didn't like the color green. So I was like, this whole thing's going to be blue. (laughs) Oh, okay. (laughs) Yeah. So I colored the whole thing blue. And the teacher walks uh-huh. by me and sees that I colored the whole paper plate blue. And she just goes, you think the entire earth is covered in water? And I didn't want to look stupid for not knowing the instructions. And I just sort of panicked and was like, I need, like, a response that makes it look like I did this on purpose. And right. so I just, like, stopped and looked at her and was like, well, it will be one day. Oh, no. <laughs> And she was horrified. And she was just like, um, I just think about that sometimes, about how horrifying that must have been for her to walk up to this seven-year-old girl who you think heard the instructions because she's coloring. Yeah. And you're like, oh, what's this? Uh, we're all going to be underwater someday. <laughs> it's your doom. <laughs> like, how t- like that would have scared the shit out of me as a teacher. I'd have been like, okay, terrifying child. That being said, For let's real. talk about all the creatures that might kill us when we're submerged underwater. Because that's um, the fun part of the entire Earth being underwater. Right. Yeah, I um, when I originally picked this, I thought of, like, sea monsters, sea creatures, like, spooky things that we had heard of before. Yeah. And I wound up back on my favorite website, MysteriousUniverse.org. <laughs> It is going to be basically everything that I'm going to cover on this podcast from here on out. And I found some more interesting ones that I did not think I would come across. One was that Scottish fish farms were blocked because underwater fairies might kill fishermen. And that was an interesting one. I was like, I've never heard of anything like this. So I stumbled on that. And then in light of um, 
the military releasing the videos of UFOs. I also found UFOs and aliens in Russian waters. Well, those videos and weren't re- released by the they. Those videos were already out. The military was just confirming that they were real. Right. Yeah, the real UFO sightings and yeah. whatever. Really, which UFO like videos. I can't believe our world is in such shambles that the government was like, "This is the time to tell them," and no one fucking cares. Well, obviously they were right. <laughs> they <laughs> were like, right. The there is so much shit. I bet the release go- this. I bet there is so much shit the government is doing right now where it's just like, okay, then we have them all distracted. Let's do this now. Yeah. Like, I would not be surprised in the slightest. But also why – what scares me is why would the military decide to go public with that? Like what uh, – I don't know. Maybe there was like something sketchy that was going to come out like about them withholding information or something and they're like, we're just going to get ahead of this real quick. Yeah. And release the minimal amount that we can. I'm worried so some, that people don't freak out. Yeah, I'm worried that some bigger news about aliens is coming soon, and I don't want that. I'd be all about it. No, no, we're <laughs> all already real. dying. Like Jesus. Well, I'm not saying I don't say I'm not saying I want people <laughs> to die or anything. I just want to be able to, you know, point in certain people's faces and be like, ha ha. I mean, fair. <laughs> I want that too to be like, I was right. <laughs> you are small minded. Saying aliens every week. You didn't listen. It's fucking aliens. Yeah. It's aliens. Like, every time I see, like, a depiction on TV or in a movie of those people who, like, live in a trailer and are obsessed with finding UFOs, I get them. I understand. I understand it. I understand it. And I'm like, I understand that there are certain things in your life that brought you here. And I, you know what? I don't judge you. Would I do it? No. Because I'm too scared of actually finding them. I don't want to. But it, right. It if is. you're looking for them, mm-hmm. maybe they'll come looking for you. Right. That's the thing we don't want. But back right. to your uh, underwater killer fairies. Yeah. So I have killer fairies and I have UFOs in Russian waters. What's tickling your fancy right now? Oh, my God. So, like, the fairies are interesting, but UFOs in Russian water is also, like, headline I would click on. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I will go ahead and preface this by saying the UFO story is definitely longer because there's a lot of stories, yeah, I bet. <laughs> apparently, that Russia's just burying. Mm-hmm. Um, surprise, surprise. But yeah, let's dive in. Why not? And then we'll have just like a little fun closure with some fairies up in here. I like that. Okay. All right. Um, so these are just a few of the many reports to come out of uh, Russia. Uh, there's apparently a lot of paranormal and UFO-related accounts, uh, but they just seem to disappear before anyone has a chance to really look at them. Many seem to think that the West is uh, confined to murky waters, um, like their UFO sightings and stuff happen around their waterways and whatnot. So one of these accounts occurred in 1959, which was then Soviet-controlled Poland. In February of that year, several witnesses in the area of a place called Gdynia observed a glowing light fall from the sky to go plunging into the frigid waters of the harbor, which was choked up with ice flows at the time. Um, It apparently created quite a commotion, and uh, thinking that perhaps an aircraft had gone down there, it was a search and rescue effort that was launched uh, with a team of divers. When they went down, though, they uncovered a piece of shiny metal that had not rusted, and was assumed to be part of whatever that came down, obviously. <laughs> um, 
But this metal piece was turned over to the Polish Navy, who made a preliminary examination of it before sending, off, before sending it off to uh, this university in Gdynia, where it apparently just vanished into the midst of time. They were just like, thanks for this. We are going to bury it, you know? <laughs> and in the meantime, the Navy closed the whole area down and restricted access. A few days after the object had come down in the, in the harbor, it was reported that several military personnel had come across what was described as a strange silhouette humanoid that appeared to be wearing a uniform of some sort and was apparently injured with burns on its face. And it was crawling along the beach in exhaustion, Aww. wet and seeming to have crept out of the water. Well, I mean, um, scary, but like, I feel kind of bad for it. Yeah, but it's like injured as fuck. Yeah. <laughs> um, so the soldiers tried to communicate it w- with it, but they weren't familiar with the language that he was speaking. And oh. since he was seriously injured, it was arranged to bring him to the hospital where oh. they just made even weirder findings. Does he, I mean, so, you said humanoid. Like, did he look human? Well, that's what I'm getting to because this is like in the dark, I guess, when they found it. They said he was a silhouette. So they're. But- Okay. okay. I, I mean, I would think that you'd be able to see it more, but at least their accounts don't give much more than that at first. However, once they got to the hospital, it was clear that this humanoid was weirder than people thought. Um, his uniform was made of some sort of strange metallic material that no one recognized. And no matter what medical staff did, they seemed to be unable to remove it, uh, unable to remove it. Uh, it had no buttons, zippers, or any way to put it on or take it off. And the material was constructed of this material that couldn't be cut or torn. Oh, my God. Like, no yeah. knife would cut it. Right. What year was so, this? Uh, this was 1959. Ah. Okay. <laughs> okay. So, in overall appearance, he appeared to be almost identical to a human being. There we go. Although there were anomalies. He had extra digits on his fingers and toes and other minor differences that marked him as being a little off the doctors tended as well as they could to the burns on the on his face but uh when they removed an armband that was on the uniform he apparently went into some kind of cardiac arrest and died um like a fabric armband well it doesn't say what kind it says it's an armband yeah they just removed an armband that was like attached to the uniform and he went into cardiac arrest and died oh my god i bet the suit was some sort of like suit equivalent yeah to like keep him, him alive keep him in alive. the atmosphere well in our atmosphere yeah right but if it went into cardiac arrest that means it had a heart very similar to a human heart mm-hmm. for them to know that unless they just guessed so the body was sent for an autopsy and oh, okay. <laughs> they needed specialized equipment to remove that uniform mm-hmm. um when the body was examined he was found to have a completely different circulatory system than the human beings, as well as different organs. There was another one of these creatures found on the same beach in the meantime, and this one apparently fell into a coma-like state and was placed in some sort of stasis. Um, The body was taken and hidden away somewhere, so we don't know what happened to it. And we also don't have any record of what happened to the body with the weird organs. Um, That's so interesting if our ecosystem or like our the oxygen or something causes them to be immediately like either dead or harmed in some way it's so interesting to me to think that like there's a possibility of these things routinely and regularly coming back here (laughs) yeah yeah and nobody's (laughs) wanting to talk about it yet 
Well, at least not nobody's that's getting taken serious. This reminds um, me of War of the Worlds, where like the aliens all died because they found out bacteria and germs exist. They died of the common cold. Right, or yeah. Something, or something like that. Isn't that what killed them in the end? Uh, I think they, they just weren't accustomed to our atmosphere. Um, at least that's how it was in the movie. In the I can't movie, say for yeah. the book. I'm pretty sure it was in the book, too, where it was just like, it, it was something stupid, kind of like M. Night Shyamalan's movie, where it was like water, which is two-thirds of our planet, yeah. killed them. Yeah. It's just like, um, what? <laughs> okay. I mean, I guess. <laughs> Whatever works. So apparently this case has been picked up by UFOologists, which I didn't know was a thing. What? Okay, um, I missed out my opportunity. Right? Uh, yeah, so UFOologists, uh, there's one named Arthur Shuttlewood, um, and he's like the most noteworthy, I guess, but this is written about by multiple others. Um, I like how we're like, this is deep sea creatures. Anyways, here's aliens. Yeah, well, they're coming out of the water. <laughs> they're coming so, out of the water? Fucking close enough. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, the their item or the piece of their ship or whatever the fuck it was fell into the water. And then uh, Mr. Burn Boy comes crawling out from the water a little bit later. And then another one's found on the beach, like, a few days after that. So, so they have genitalia all... completely different from us? Or is it just the circulatory system and some of the organs different? Well, see, if they did... No one's talking about it. Mm, maybe they couldn't figure out which pieces are the reproductory. Yeah, pieces. who knows? Um, so, but other than the UFOologists, there's very little to verify the story. Mm-hmm. Um, the witnesses weren't allowed to be interviewed, and it kind of has a feeling of being more of an urban legend. Got um, it. However, we all know that urban legends are based off of true stories. And then there's another one. So there's about there's them coming out of the water. Yeah, there's more water. Russian water aliens. Russian water yeah. aliens. Who the fuck knew? Right? I didn't. That's I didn't. why I clicked on the article. I was just like, what is this? Amazing. Um, so even earlier than the 1959 situation, um, November of 1928, in remote lake Veldozero near Shukhanovlak in Russia's Yaroslav province, yeah, uh, one evening... <laughs> Um, an incandescent object spewing flames was seen to crash into the lake. And a lot of people thought it could have been a meteor or something totally natural. But shortly after the object came down, um, people began to report what they called water goblins in the lake. Don't like that. Yeah, me either. So they were either in the lake or wandering around along the shore. Um, They're described as dwarfish beings with hairless, rounded heads and long, thin arms and legs, which just sounds awful. That sounds Um, like my actual childhood nightmare from that more scary stories to tell in the dark book about the slimy green people coming out of the fucking lake water and drowning people. Fuck that. Water is scary enough. You don't know what's in it. And to have these like little creatures that you have no idea what the fuck they are just showing up. No Thank you. I heard that humans have only seen 5% of the ocean or water in general. Like, yeah, yeah I, guess I believe it. 5% has discovered, like, yeah, 5% of the ocean, which I completely believe, which leads me to believe every creature ever reported mythical or not to me in the water. I'm like, well, it's probably real. It's probably true. It's probably fucking real. Because we can't prove it. Like, I don't know. Have you seen the rest of the ocean? I don't think so. I bet it's fucking in there somewhere it's just smarter there's a than you. lot of ocean there's a lot of ocean there's so much ocean and 
I mean, we can't even go all the way down in it, so it's it's just a scary place. <gasps> Did you hear how our bioluminescent beaches are back? No. Yeah, bioluminescent beaches um, are are back now due to uh, – like pollution being down because of like because of coronavirus because of coronavirus yeah yeah and it looks I so mean, cool there's video of it it's really cool of a dude who like caught some waves surfing on a bioluminescent beach that's awesome it's really pretty i mean you can't deny that some good things are coming out of this well, of staying inside yeah the only thing failing yeah. is our inco- is our economy so maybe it's time to like so maybe fix do that something different yeah, maybe <laughs> capitalism doesn't work as great as we thought it did. I don't know. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> I'm not a politician. Anyway, <laughs> I'm a water goblin expert. Okay, so some of these goblins were described as wearing metallic shiny one-piece suits, mm. which sounds so fashionable. I mean, um, that's what I would wear if I was a goblin. It's shiny. Goblins like shiny things. These ones were kind of written off because they're like, well, shiny one-piece suits, maybe that's just a seal. What? Okay, that's bull. That's some bull-ass shit. Apparently, uh, Russia has lake seals. What? That's Um, cute. (laughs) I know. It sounds adorable, but I don't know if that's true. Right? That's what I'm saying. I'm like, how the fuck? Well, it surviving? it's possible the lake, um, there are some lakes that are attached to rivers that are attached to the ocean. Huh. Well, I guess and, that's true. Um, in my research, I learned that there are some um, ocean animals that have moved to and adapted to and live in freshwater areas now. Oh. So they might be freshwater seals. I learned that they're like, they're freshwater dolphins and stuff. Yeah. Well, actually, um... It's not freshwater, but when Brendan and I oh, went to Daytona Beach. Oh, it's not a freshwater lake? Okay. Well, no, no, no. This, I was saying, I was, I have a story about freshwater dolphins, but it's occurring to me now that it's probably, that's, that's bullshit. Because <laughs> it was, it was just on a river. There, we were kayaking and we had like three dolphins just swimming right next to us. That would have scared the shit out of awesome. me. Because I, that's awesome. But my first instinct would have been like, oh my God, shark because of the fin. Because I'm yeah. dumb and I don't well, know the, the thing difference. Is, it was doing a little like you and it was two yeah. right next to each other. Like so it was like very obviously dolphins. That's awesome. Which and is was, pretty cool. It was doing the little up and down thing. Yeah. 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 I feel like sharks. like this little area. I feel like sharks, sharks don't go up and down. They're like smooth and then they just sort of descend. No, they think they're very stealthy. <laughs> oh, the dolphins? They probably don't even realize. No, the sharks, they probably don't even realize it's out of the water. They're just oh, like, probably not. I'm going to sneak up on them. Um, well, I mean, I like to think. typically their prey isn't out of the water, so I assume yeah. it doesn't matter to them. Probably. Well, sharks don't think like us. <laughs> Go figure. Who knew? Um, Check out our Shark Week episode for facts on sharks. <laughs> Um, all right, so tell me more about these uh, lake goblins. Okay, well, that's all I got on lake goblins. Okay. Um, it's just that they're said to be there. No one can, like, really confirm it, but people think they're there, um, or at least they did back in 1928. I have another one. Okay. There is this Russian submariner and diver named Nikolai, and he was diving one day in 1997 in Bay of Finland. He was diving in shallow water when he saw an elongated object on the bottom, which was reminiscent of a cucumber. He first took it to be part of some sort of wreckage and tried to get it to the surface by tying some old rope around it, but was unable to get it to budge because it was just too heavy. 
Undeterred, he decided to actually haul it out with his car, which was on shore and not that far away. So he went and got a drill in order to drill holes in it and attach a sling to it. That's um, fucking dedication when, for some wreckage. He must have thought yeah. it was something like undiscovered and really important. Or just valuable, you know? I guess. Um, that's a shit effort. <laughs> well, he, he also is a submariner and a diver, so I'm sure he finds everything in the water pretty interesting. Maybe he's a treasure uh, hunter. Yeah, and he hasn't seen it before. He's probably like, I've seen so much shit and I haven't seen this yet. But unfortunately, when he started drilling into the object, it began to issue like a dark liquid, which was kind of like oil. Like oil? Um, yeah. yeah. Um, however, in spite of this, he kept the pressure on to go deeper. Um, but it stopped. The drill stopped upon hitting something. At this point, the object reportedly just split open. And it spat out this bubble that contained a humanoid creature with porcelain white skin and a bleeding wound where the drill had hit it. Ew, no, uh, what? Yeah. So the creature was obviously pissed. Uh, um, yeah, he's like, dude, I was fucking sleeping in my pod yeah. underwater. What the fuck are you doing? Yeah. So he lashed out at the diver and cut his arm, grabbed his flesh. Um, he Nikolai apparently used the drill to bite him off. And it let go, but he lost consciousness because he had lost a lot of blood. Um, next thing he knew, he was being dragged from the water by rescuers. And it was found that he had deep cuts on his arm and lost a piece of his hand. <gasps> um, yeah. And they were but, like, dude, were you attacked by a lake shark? What is this? <laughs> yeah, like, what is what the fuck is going on? I immediately um, been like, you were attacked by a lake shark. <laughs> yeah. Like, and he couldn't prove anything because when they went down to go figure out if his claims were true or not, cucumber's gone. The thing that was in it is gone, and so he just looked like a crazy person. Um, wow. But no, he, but he couldn't have been because he had wounds. Part of his hand was missing. He was attacked yeah, by something. Just like, uh, you got attacked by like a like like a gator. I don't know. Oh what? yeah, I don't know. It's in Russian. I don't know what's waters. in Russian lakes. I'm sure you were attacked terrifying. by a seal. I don't know. Yeah, apparently the seals are fucking crazy looking here. Attacked by a fucking Russian lake seal. Like, that yeah. sounds nuts. That sounds wild. What a story. <laughs> yeah. Um, God, it's so freaky. Oh, and to have part of your hand missing, you look at that and it's a reminder all the time. Yeah, and it's like, oh, this wasn't time. just a dream. This was something that really happened. That means whatever so, it was had, like, sharp claw hands. Yeah, um, it's he said that they that his hands were taloned, <gasps> so he had like talons. Um, I say, you know what? Maybe water me. goblin. Maybe it's a water goblin. Maybe it was a water goblin, and it was his weird pod, his Honestly, submarine pod living under. I feel like I'd rather meet an alien than. A You'd rather meet an alien than a water goblin. You cut out the in yeah. There. Okay, <laughs> you know what? I don't what? know. Water goblin is kind of <laughs> cool. It's like Smeagol, like just hanging out at the bottom of lakes. I mean, uh, they, don't, they don't seem to want to attack. They seem to want to be left alone. Well, see, I don't know that because we I don't have enough information. I would just attack like, something like, if you them. drilled a hole in me. I would fuck yeah, I'd attack you. And yeah. Like, Dude, you just drilled a hole in me. Like, what the fuck is your problem? I was sleeping in my pod like a good water goblin. Yeah, very true. I'd probably rip, rip off someone's hand. Yeah, I'd be like, what the fuck is your deal? Like, you trying to kill me? Like, what? Why? Why? Am I bothering you? No. I'm going to drown now. Okay, thanks. Like, you fucking asshole. You fucked up my ship thing. Yeah, my cucumber. 
my little sleep cucumber. I'm saying it now. Justice for water goblins. There it is. Justice for water goblins. (laughs) We need to start the movement. (laughs) Start it now. Yes. Making the t-shirts now. (laughs) So I got one more that apparently is like pretty huge. Um, Okay. Yeah. Apparently this lake, it's Lake Baikal um, or Baikal. I don't know. Also Russia? Yeah, it's also Russia. These are all Russian bodies of water. What the fuck, Um, Russia? Yeah, it's very strange. But this lake has the most UFO activity in Russian waters. It's starting to Um, occur to me that all of our stories today are going to be involving lakes and not the ocean. Well, that's fine. We just said water. Yeah, (laughs) I put sea creatures, but I'm going to change it to something related to lakes. Lake monsters. Yeah, we'll come up with it later. Yeah. Ludicrous Lake uh, Monsters. That <laughs> <laughs> works. Um, lovely right, Lake so, Monsters. <laughs> so lovely. If only we could see them. Oh. Um, so Lake Baikal. Baikal? I don't fucking know. Bikes. Baikal. All right. Baikal. <laughs> it lies in the Russian region of Siberia. It is 5,387 feet deep. And has a surface area of 12,248 square miles. It is the deepest lake in the world and the seventh largest by surface area. It's so large and so deep that it's estimated to hold 20% of the world's unfrozen freshwater. The area has long been known for UFO-related weirdness as well. There have been numerous reports of strange lights and alien spacecrafts over the lake. But perhaps the most interesting one comes from declassified Soviet-era documents compiled on uh, unexplainable incidents by the Russian Navy under command of Deputy Navy Commander Admiral Nikolai Smirnov. We have another Nikolai, (laughs) Uh, but I'm just going to call him Admiral Smirnov because why not? Although the documents are not completely focused on UFOs or even the lake in particular, they make regular appearances and the documents mention numerous UFO-related incidents and sightings. One such account describes how in 1958, a Russian plane crashed into the lake's frigid waters after allegedly being pursued by a UFO. Other reports come from various fishermen who have seen strange lights hovering over the lake or cruising underwater. They've even been reports of lights erupting from below and just shooting into the sky. People have also reported UFOs rapidly descending um, and then just going to a hover uh, upon the surface of the lake and what the, floating. What the fuck these aliens doing in the water? I guess they were I, like, guess what? Humans don't really know much about this. Let's hide there. Some people seem to think that these aliens might have a base or might have bases underwater. Because like you said, we only know we only know like 5%. Oh my God, that would of, make so much sense though. Yeah. So I they have just that. like bases and stuff and can just hang out on our planet whenever they fucking want. Oh my God. Um, it's like a vacation getaway. <laughs> they're vacation. Um, Where are you going? But- oh, you know. The Earth's <laughs> ocean. We're going to go to the depths of the ocean and Earth. Like, that's what I'm doing. What are you doing? I think I want to go see some Siberian tigers. You know? So, apparently one of the biggest accounts, or most bizarre at least, um, happened in 1982. Navy divers in the lake reported encountering humanoid creatures that were dressed in silvery suits. Um, about 50 meters underwater. 
Um, the report claims that three of the divers were killed when they tried to pursue the creatures and figure out what they were. And then four divers were seriously injured. Oh my God. Um, the Russian government design- denies that any of, the ca- any of the accounts in their documents stem from otherworldly sources and maintains that everything must have a natural explanation. Huh. Yeah. So, yeah, we talked about the underwater bases. Um, in, 19, in 1977, a deep water submersible called Pasis was involved in a scientific research uh, operating at a depth of 1,200 meters in the dark frigid water. At one point, vehicle spotlight turned off it was in complete darkness until a sudden bright beam just showed, just like lit up on it from an outside source. Nobody knew what it was. It remained fixed on them for several seconds and then just flickered out and was gone. And nobody could figure out where the fuck it came from. Um, it's just like a really bright light coming out of nowhere. I hate that shit so much. Yeah. It's just like, what is it? Mm. I feel better if we had answers. The thing is, like, all of these little mini stories. Other than maybe the first one when they told us about, like, the what was wrong with their – well, not wrong, but, like, what was going on with their bodies and shit. It's like, tell me what's going on. Yeah. I I would rather have, like, some concrete shit. Of course, we're not going to get it because Russia is just like, no, we're going to dig a big old hole and throw all of this shit in there and you'll never be able to find it. Yep. And apparently that's been pretty successful except for these UFOologists who – somehow get their hands on it or something i don't know it's pretty cool (laughs) yeah i want to know more about what happened in their lives oh yeah absolutely well i want to know (laughs) is the people who died what their families have to say about it and the people who were injured what they have to say about it. that's what i'm saying is like i want to hear from the ones that are injured because like you would you'd have to know what hurt you right like yeah and either that or they're like fucking silenced and given a shit ton of money or something you said three or four were injured yeah. That's so enough people killed. to see if their stories line up. Yeah. Like, there's three that were killed and four that were injured. It should have been looked into more, which makes me think that it was, and we're just not hearing about it, you mm-hmm. know? Oh, yeah. No, I agree. I can see humans realistically not really looking into it because it happened in the water. It's not like a crime investigation or anything like mm-hmm. that. It's like you were attacked by an animal. Which animals mm-hmm. can't be, I don't know. I just, mm, mm, I I can see both sides of it being looked into and it being ignored and been like, sorry, something attacked you in the water, but like, oh well. Like, what were you doing down there so deep anyway? Yeah, yeah like. It's your fault, really. Yeah, I, I also see them realistically just like making up reasons why, maybe looking at the injuries and trying to line it up with what they no, like when people, you know, can tell what type of shark, what certain shark bites look like and stuff. Yeah. People. Based on um, like the size of it and mm-hmm. all that shit. Yeah. Or like a, te- a tooth breaking off. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. Like what do the injuries indicate it was? Well, I guess nobody was allowed to look deeper into it or we're just not here. Yes, fucking not. I still want to know what that dude's hand looks like because fuck. Yeah. I'm going to try and get his full name so I can find like a picture do it, do it, do and it, do it. have just, like, a face to the name. So um, is this the t- part where you talk about uh, lake fairies in yes, Scotland? Yes, it's exactly the time. It's the time in Scotland. They take fairies very seriously. Scotland and Ireland um, are so weird about fairies. They are so weird about fairies. They are Especially in Scotland. Like, they are so in it. They are in the whole, like, fairy biz. It's crazy weird. Yeah. Um. So, I mean, you've heard of construction being blocked because it could be like destructive to wildlife or to 
the earth in general. Um, Mm -hmm. That's pretty normal. Um, But in Scotland, the Scottish authorities were presented with a petition to block the construction of a fish farm in Flodigari. I assume that's how you spell it uh, or how you say it. What year? Um, So this is recent. This is January 28th, 2020. Wow, this was this year. Yeah. Holy shit. Um, so people are still mm-hmm. out there believing in fairies. Oh, very much so. There's like an organization. In it. What? Um, okay. Yeah. So they're presented with a petition to block the construction of a fish farm in Flutigary because it would disrupt underwater fairies who might seek revenge by luring fishermen to their demise. They were very concerned about it. So they have a name for it. It's not fair, water fairies. It's Ashrai. It's said that they live for hundreds of years and will come up to the surface of the water once and once every century to bathe in the moonlight, which they use to help them grow. But it it's only once a century. Yeah, once a century. However, it's proven, apparently, according to them, it is proven that the steel of the fish farm cages draws the ashray to the surface earlier. And if they do it, then they melt. So once a year, they're allowed what? to go up there. So yeah. they're not doing this for fear of lake fairies they're doing this in fear of killing lake fairies well it's a little bit of both okay so they so the lake fairies are vicious um no not necessarily so what they're saying is like these guys come up once a year to grow from the moon however they can be tricked by the steel and go up earlier than they're supposed to and then they melt why would they associate steel with the moon I, because they don't know what steel is? I don't know. I don't know anything about these fairies or a shry. What do they look like? I'm like, I can't help but envision like mermaids or sirens. Like yeah. what does a river fairy or lake fairy look like? I'm going to send you the pictures that I have of it because okay. um, they look a lot like mermaids and they're even like compared to mermaids, hmm. which I'll get to. It was reported by uh, the Scotsman, which I guess is like a newspaper in Scotland in October 2019, Friends of the Fairies, um, they filed their objection with the Highland Council's planning committee to stop a planned construction of the organic sea harvest salmon farm in waters off the coast of Flutigary, where Ashrai have allegedly lived for a thousand years. Um, so they're either called Ashrai sea fairies or they're just said to be very similar. It's very um, similar to, wait, you cut off again. Very similar to mermaids. Very similar to mermaids. Okay. Yeah. Here, I can send you a picture right now, actually, so you can just get an idea of yeah. what they picture. Oh, my God. Is this a picture? They look like yeah. the koi fish skin of Nami in League of Legends. Yeah. They look, like they look a Nami. lot like that. That's pretty and also, like, would be really unsettling to actually see. Yeah. I I, I feel like I would be like, oh, pretty. Oh, fuck. You know? <laughs> like, thing that it would be a very quick switch. Yeah. It's also weird, um, it just, okay, so speaking, like, on an evolutionary, you know, ideal, the existence of fairies in water doesn't make a lot of sense to me, because the majority of most creatures in the water, their eyes, their, their eyes and heads are shaped in a way that they have an eye on either side, so that they can see as much as possible of their surroundings to be able to hunt and defend themselves. It's really weird that their eyes would be, like, in the very front, the way a human's face is. But that also well, we don't know that. But that also indicates that they're a predator. 
Mm. If their face is like that, like like normally front-facing eyes indicates like a predator species. Well, I mean, they're they gotta be somewhat predatory because I mean, yeah, um, these people are kind of scared of them. Yeah, it's just, but majority um, of a lot of the creatures that we know about <coughs> in, in the water, like you know, various fish, whether it's a fish, a whale, like shark, whatever, like their eyes are usually on either side of right. the head, not in the front. Well, I don't know if they've ever been seen. Because they have so much around them. It's just to help them see in general. Yeah. So, I mean, it makes sense. It does. I mean, our, like, human's purple vision, like, just isn't enough to see, not all the way around you, but, like, as much as they, as a fish would be able to see around them. Maybe they have both. Maybe they have four eyes. Who knows? Maybe they're just spooky fairies. Maybe, maybe fairies don't have human faces. Yeah, maybe not. I mean, they certainly don't have human bodies, so... Fucking creepy. Could you imagine if they had an eye on either side of their head but still resemble a human? That'd be so terrifying. I'd be so scared. (laughs) Oh, my God. I also also kind of think that they might look something like the um, sea creatures from Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire. Oh, let me look up that picture now because I don't remember what it looks like. A Goblet of Fire. That kind of sounds... I could see that image being pulled from, like... Scottish lore oh yeah no those things are terrifying and their anatomy does make more sense where their eyes are both more towards the side and front facing which indicates they're a sea creature and a predator Mm -hmm. and their fucking teeth oh yeah they're terrifying looking yeah that's what I kind of envision when I think of these uh water fairies that makes sense I see that so once every century okay uh they come to the surface, um, and they're allowed to go without melting. <laughs> without melting? <laughs> oh, my God. I wonder, okay. I wonder if so they have some people, sort of molting process that, like, I, maybe someone saw it and was like, oh, my God, the fairy died. <laughs> yeah. Or maybe, like, sea foam appeared or something. <laughs> like, they saw a snake skin and was like, it's a dead snake. <laughs> <laughs> they're also... On top of them being nervous that the steel reflections or whatever are going to lure them up to the surface, they're also worried that they would be dragged to the surface by the fishing equipment, which makes a little bit more sense. And then if they're captured or injured or dead, you know, then the Ashrai might take revenge on the farm personnel. Someone was quoted as saying, the fairies will attempt to lure him with promises of gold and jewels and drag him to the deepest part of the ocean to drown or just simply trick him. Okay, but um, like who – and think of the situation. You're hanging out. You're by a lake or river or whatever. And this creature, who I'm guessing is terrifying to look at, comes yeah. out, weirdly enough, knows English, knows your language, and goes, hey, dude, you want some treasure? Well, it could be like one of those things that you think. You don't, you don't know. Maybe they're like mimics too. I don't know. I don't know fairy powers. Ba- okay. Maybe they're just like, hey, dude, you want some like gold? And then we're like, no. What am I going to do? Or they just wave a piece of gold in their face. And they're, they're just like, like, oh Ooh. shit. I, per- I personally wouldn't be very tempted by gold. I would be tempted by just like straight up money. Yeah. Cash money. Or well, maybe it's like. Maybe it's just like some shiny, cool object. What would you be tempted by? Cats? No. If there was like a cat in the water, you'd go out there and try to help it. I would. I would. 
that would lure me in the water. But I don't know if it, if a talking, terrifying sea creature would convince me of that. Well, that's the thing, though. What if they're just a, a, like under it? Have you seen those like uh, really creepy art portraits of like the stuff that's going on above the surface versus what's going on below the surface? No. What do you mean? Oh my god. Uh, I'm gonna show you some of those in a minute. But basically, it just means that like what you're seeing isn't exactly what you're getting. Oh, okay. Like the icebergs and how like right yeah yeah there's this one artist i'm trying to think of hang on. i still can't it's believe very... that the water fairy boycott is like recent in 2020 and real. yeah are these this, i mean i wonder if they still believe in like leprechauns and stuff and if they put out like porridge and shit every day like like Usually for leprechauns, I mean, I know it's Scotland and not Ireland, but what you're supposed to do to make sure they don't fuck with you because they're tricksters is to, you have to put out, like, food by your windowsill, like, every day to them as an offering, and they're supposed to, like, help you, and they're supposed to, like, help you with, like, good luck and stuff and help you get out of, like, hairy situations and whatnot if you gain their favor by constantly giving them offerings every night. And that if you Mm -hmm. miss a night of giving them an offering, they get, like, really upset. And these are, like, sea creatures? No, I was just talking about leprechauns. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I wonder... Well, I mean, that that also comes from Ireland. That's Ireland, yeah, but we're talking about Scotland right now. Yeah. So I wonder if Scotland has, like, beliefs in fairies similar to that. Very, I haven't looked into possible. it. Maybe we should just have a fairy episode. I don't know. Let's talk about fairies. Talk about fairies and shit because some of them are weirdly scary. Yeah. Oh, God. That one's goofy but also spooky. Yeah, that's – there's one with mermaids that's, like, really – Sorry, y'all can't see in chat. Well, I'm sure we'll, we'll upload them. We'll upload um, Oh, I've seen the mermaid one before. Yeah, I've seen that one good. before. I'll yeah. Uh, if you, you know what I'm talking if about, if you find out the artist's name, I'll put it on the blog. Yeah, um, I'll look into it. Okay. So they don't want the mermaids to be lured up. They don't want to be dragged up by the equipment. They're saying it would be bad for the fishmen, but it'd be worse for the economy because it depends on tourists who visit fairy-related attractions, such That's as the fairy pools. True. Um, the Dunvegan Castle's fairy flag and the fairy bridge. Let's be real. I want to go to all those places just because they have the word fairy in them. Yeah, right? And then another thing, many Scottish soldiers in World War II carried photographs of this fairy flag for luck. They were thought to believe that this fairy flag that exists um, Mm -hmm. would bring you good luck. But it was also said that to cross the fairy bridge, which I really very much want to go to, if you cross the fairy bridge without saying hello to the fairies, you get very bad luck. So hmm. fairies are very much ingrained in this culture. Yeah. Also, there's more. Seals. We're back to seals. Okay. <laughs> seals living on the island are believed to be Roans, mermen. The legends say that they and water spirits known as the blue men of the minch could protect their female fairy friends by causing violent storms to disrupt operations of the fish farm. The the objection even states that the fairies should have been consulted before deciding to build this farm. Um, Amazing. Because it could be blocking their underwater fairy paths. I'm sorry, guys. We can't build this fish farm. I must consult with the fairy council. This is very important. So the proposals for this fish farm were rejected after a six-hour meeting because of these fairy people. 
Um, the fairy friends were joined in their celebration by the Scottish Fishermen Federation, Scottish oh, White Fish Producers God. Association, and Malag and Northwest Fishermen's Association, who are also concerned about the environmental impact of the chemicals used in the salmon farming industry. There's more reasons as to why it didn't happen, but... So it was for salmon farming. <laughs> why can't you just fish like a normal-ass fucking person? Like, why you gotta farm shit like that? I guess mass production. Whatever. Yeah. I, I mean, I guess it's so salmon can be cheaper or something for us but like you don't gotta kill everything else in the process <laughs> like jeez. hey everyone it's your girl katie kelly can't be here because well we're still social distancing and i didn't feel like recording the little commercial interruption spots over skype because she's a busy lady and that's just what we're gonna do but if you are big time nerds like me and kelly are I'm sure you can tell because we're constantly talking about video games and other weird shit. Uh, we also love Dungeons and Dragons. If you two are also a Dungeons and Dragons nerd like us, boy oh boy, do I have news for you. My nerd life. My nerd life. My nerd life. They are creating some super cute and fun and simple and customized Dungeons and Dragons clothing, which I personally really like. I got my Barbarian shirt not too long ago, and I'm getting some uh, D20 workout gear, which I'm very excited for. They're super cute. They also just recently are coming out with some World of Warcraft stuff. I myself am not a big World of Warcraft nerd, but Kelly used to be, so I guess we all get to laugh and make fun of her for that. Or you, if you're also into it. So, haha, but buy their stuff because it's awesome. Use the code tiger wizard for 20% off that's right 20% off your whole order or maybe just one shirt I don't know it's really up to you but tiger wizard 20% off there you go my nerd life do it to it oh you want more Dungeons and Dragons related stuff because you're super cool like me awesome check out d4 live stream every Sunday or listen to the podcast for d4 it is actually <laughs> I'm just kind of self promoting another project I'm in <laughs> what's up it is a very heavily modified version of the Waterdeep heist. It's super fun. Come check it out. You get to watch me cry sometimes, which fun for you, sucks for me, but hey, whatever. We're also really goofy. I don't like to take anything seriously. I'm sure you've all realized that by now. So check them out on uh, partnered with a lot of cool people like Wizards of the Coast themselves. And, you know, they like write all the Dungeons and Dragons books. They're really cool and we're working with them and that's really cool and I like that. I enjoy it. We're also working with a bunch of other cool companies on that project like D&D Beyond, Eldritch Foundry, and Beetle and Grimm. So you know what you got to lose. You could also win some cool stuff on stream. So personal choices. It is uh, produced by Rock Punch ATL which also makes other really fun nerd related content. So you should check out their videos and streams. I've even worked on a couple projects with them, and most recently being a this really goofy Harley Quinn video. And if you don't like it, well, now you get to make fun of me. <laughs> so there you go. You heard it here, folks. My Nerd Life, D4, Rock Punch ATL. I guess it's all the little commercial spots I've got for you right now. So uh, yeah, I'll let you get back to it. So my story also takes place in Scotland. Because Yeet. I have, okay, so my whole thing was very inspired by a post I saw a few weeks ago. So as, and also just my interest in general since I was a child in the Loch Ness Monster. So here's Ooh, all Nessie. Nessie. Here's the deal. 
So I've decided I want to start each episode with a motherfucking movie recommendation because I'm always mentioning movies on this podcast. Always. I feel like I'm always bringing up a fucking movie. So my movie recommendation, I saw it a very long time ago. So if it's bad, sorry. But I watched it in, I think, high school. On, it was like on TV. And it cracked me the fuck up. And it was a mockumentary. And it's called Incident at Loch Ness. And when okay. I first started watching it, I thought it was a real documentary because uh-huh. of the way it's, like, set up. And if you look at the trailers, like, it looks like it's a fucking, like, documentary. And it was made in, like, 2005 or something. And I believe it's a Scottish film. Everyone in it is Scottish. So I just assumed it was a Scottish film. And mm-hmm. <laughs> it's, like, a movie within a movie. It, what it's about is about this group of people who have decided to go out to talk about the legend of Nessie. And so half of the crew is like, we're going to find Nessie. This is to hunt Nessie. And the other half of the crew is, no, we're not hunting Nessie. We're just, like, talking about the legend and educating people. So one of the characters who's, like, a producer for this film has decided that this needs to be a big blockbuster film. Oh, fuck yeah. Okay, so what he does is he starts fucking with shit around the ship to make it look like people are disappearing and a monster comes and doing all of this crazy shit to make it look like they're, like, being attacked by Nessie. (laughs) (laughs) And it's really funny. (laughs) Or at least it was when I watched it in, like, 2008. Was it supposed to be funny or was it just one of those movies that was, like, so bad it was funny? I think it's supposed to be funny. I'm pretty sure (laughs) the premise is funny. A guy, like, making up shit to make it look like they're all being, like, haunted. Not haunted, but being hunted by the Loch Ness Monster. But anyways, it's my movie recommendation. If y'all want to watch it and tell me it sucks, do it. Whatever. I don't care. I kind of want to rewatch it because I just remember really enjoying it. Anyways... So, uh, the Loch Ness Monster, this is, oh boy, oh boy, I went into a big old rabbit hole because, let me tell you, I have developed this very personal theory, very personal theory near and dear to my heart, and that theory is that I believe that Nessie, the Loch Ness Monster, is in fact a whale dick. Oh, yeah. I've heard that theory. Really? Because only Possibly from you. (laughs) Only me and one random dude on Reddit seem to fucking think so. But uh, the idea, I didn't realize this, but apparently it is not uncommon. So very common whale behavior is the word. Whale behavior is rolling around on the surface of the water. They like to roll around and slap shit and whatever. And sometimes... Like little doggos, mm-hmm, little whale dogs. Mm-hmm, and sometimes male whales will do this while erect. Oh. And if you've ever seen a photo of an erect whale penis, it looks exactly like the Loch Ness Monster. <laughs> like, and when I say it exactly, I mean it looks exactly like the 1934 photo of the Loch Ness Monster. That little shady right. thing that we always see when we think of Nessie. Mm-hmm. Because there's actually a lot of depictions of Nessie dating back a thousand five hundred years ago. Mm-hmm. So I'm not saying all depictions of Nessie is a whale dick, but I am telling you the 1934 photo is a whale dick. So let's yeah, get into the, the legend. The super famous one. Yes, yes, the super famous photo 
is a fucking whale's penis. All right. So here is how I got to this point. Okay. You know what? First, I'm going to talk about the legend of the Loch Ness Monster, and then we'll get into all the whale shit. All right. And then we'll get into whale dicks. Then we'll get into whale dicks. Yeah. So aquatic beasts living within the lake date back 1,500 years ago. Scholars of the Loch Ness Monster, because they're scholars of this fucking monster, find a dozen... A dozen references to Nessie in Scottish history dating back to around 500 AD, which is when the Romans first came to northern Scotland. They found the highlands occupied by fierce tattoo-covered tribes they called the Picts, which is spelled P-I-C-T-S, or painted people. These people were really into artwork and painting, and their favorite thing to paint was animals. And they would paint these huge, on these huge standing stones, which are still found in the Loch Ness region. Um, They have kept them and preserved them and make sure no one fucks with it. They're fascinated by animals and they just draw all over these rocks. All the animals depicted by the Pictish people or the Pictish stones are very lifelike and very easily recognizable. And every single animal found on these stones is recognizable except one. The exception is a strange beast with an elongated beak or muzzle, a head locket or spout, and flippers instead of feet, described by some scholars as looking like a swimming elephant, maybe? They thought, hmm. oh, maybe it's a swimming elephant. What the fuck is an elephant doing in Scotland? But yeah. whatever. You it's- know, water elephants. But it is this Pictish beast is the earliest known evidence for an idea that has held sway in the Scottish Highlands for at least 1,500 years, that the Loch Ness is home to some mysterious aquatic animal. Mm. So Loch Ness, which is located in the Scottish Highlands, has the largest volume of fresh water in Great Britain. The body of water reaches a depth of nearly 800 feet and a length of about 23 miles. The earliest reference, uh, the earliest written down, not like picture reference, but like a written documentation of the Loch Ness Monster, um, mm-hmm. is a 7th century biography of St. Columbia, the Irish missionary who introduced Christianity to Scotland in 565 AD, according to a biographer, St. Columba was on his way to visit the king of the northern Picts near Iverness, when he stopped at Loch Ness to confront a beast that had been killing people in the lake. Um, Seeing a large beast about to attack another man, St. Columba intervened, invoking the name of God and commanding the creature to go back with all speed. The monster retreated and never harmed another man, which tells me St. Columba's full of shit. Yeah, bullshit. I'm hearing... They're talking about, yeah, there's some beast. And he's all like, yeah, I'm going to go back home and tell everyone I totally defeated the beast. No one will know any fucking different. Yeah. How would they know? Pull a John Smith. That's what John Smith did. Oh, my God. I could Mm -hmm. have a whole episode on John Smith and how much of a dumbass he was. Because that guy was just known for lying. He lied about all kinds of crazy shit. But anyways, that's not the point. We're not here to talk about John Smith. We're talking about St. Columba. (laughs) Anywho. Um, Back to Nessie. So, speed up to 1933. A new road was completed along Loch Ness's shore, affording drivers a clear view of the loch. Because it's called a loch, not a lake. And it's called Loch Ness because River Ness feeds into it. Ah. By the way. 
So on uh, May 2nd, 1933, the Iverness Courier reported that a local couple claimed to have seen, and I quote, an enormous animal rolling and plunging on the surface. Oh, sounds awful whaley to me. Mm-hmm. The story of the Loch Ness Monster became a media phenomenon with London newspapers sending correspondents to Scotland in a circus offering a $2,000 pound, I almost said $2,000 pound, <laughs> a 2,000 pound reward for capture of the beast. Because why not? So after the 1933 sighting, interest steadily grew, especially after another couple claimed to have seen the beast on land crossing the shore road. Several yeah, Br- that one I'd be a little more interested in. Several British newspapers sent reporters to Scotland, including London's Daily Mail, which hired a big game hunter named Marmaduke Weatherwell. <laughs> <laughs> To Marmaduke Weatherell to capture the beast. After a few days searching the lock, Weatherell reported finding footprints of a large four-legged animal. In response, the Daily Mail carried the dramatic headline, which I have a photo of, Monster of Loch Ness is not legend but a fact. Scores <laughs> of tourists descended on Loch Ness in satin boats or desk chairs. Desk chairs? Why would, oh, deck chairs. I'm dyslexic, guys. (laughs) Deck chairs. And I wrote that. That's funny. Deck chairs waiting for an appearance by the beast, which honestly, in my personal opinion, whether it's a whale or whatever, if that many people show up, no animals coming to the surface. Yeah, absolutely not. No animals coming to the surface with that many people. It's going to be like, oh, no, fuck this. I'll go somewhere else. (laughs) Yeah. So plaster casts of the footprints were sent to the British Natural History Museum which reported that the tracks were that of a hippopotamus, specifically one hippopotamus foot, probably stuffed. So uh, that so the feet print were a hoax. Someone took a taxidermy hippopotamus footprint and made four of them. I have so many questions. How the fuck do you get a taxidermy hippo foot? And also, how the fuck could you mistake a hippo for a Loch Ness monster. Well, they saw the feet prints. No one actually saw a hippo. What happened? Here's my theory on this. The first couple absolutely fucking saw a whale. Okay. Right. Okay. Yeah, the, the second, rolling and splashing. The and second couple were assholes who wanted in on it. And then the people heard about it and they were like, oh my God, I'm going to make. Like, I just see people like just adding shit to this to be in on. They're just like, well, I saw it too. Yeah, it's kind of like how middle schoolers, like, want to believe weird shit just because they're bored. Yeah. So, like, if anyone creates even the slightest rumor about you, everyone wants to believe it because that's more interesting than it not being true. Yeah. It's 1933. I feel like that's what these people were doing. I mean, if it was 1933 and I didn't have, like, fucking internet, I feel like I'd grab onto anything. Also, these are the people who believe in fairies. It's Scotland. Yeah, yeah, they have a lot of questionable beliefs, and they still have them. They still have a lot of questionable beliefs. Which just tells me they don't have internet. I don't know. (laughs) Yeah, so this whole phenomenon happened in 1933, and 1934 is when the famous photograph seemed to show a dinosaur-like creature with a long neck emerging out of murky waters, leading to some to speculate that 
quote-unquote Nessie, was a solitary survivor of the long-extinct plesiosaurs. The aquatic plesiosaurs were thought to have died off with the rest of the dinosaurs 65 million years ago. That sounds insane, Mm. but then I think about the fact that alligators exist in uh, their dinosaurs. Yeah. So not impossible. Or they could be like an evolved version or semi evolved. But to have only one existing doesn't make sense. Where did it come from? Who are its parents? Like, what's going on? So, I just don't really buy that it's a dinosaur. I would, I think it's more believable it's a whale dick. And again, we're almost to the whale dick theories. So, Loch Ness (laughs) was frozen solid during the more recent ice ages in history. However, So this creature would have had to have made its way up the river Ness from the sea within the past 10,000 years, because the last ice age was 10,000 years ago. Uh Uh-huh. And the plesiosaurs are believed to be cold-blooded, so uh, Loch Ness waters are very cold and frigid, so it just doesn't make sense for it to be able to live. But at the same time, it's a dinosaur. We don't fucking know if it was cold-blooded or not. We don't know. We don't actually know. Bodies. We make a lot of shit up to sound smart and like we know shit. Yeah. That's just what humans do because they're dumb. That's also part of this presentation is that humans are stupid. So (laughs) more likely, others suggest that it was an archaeocyte, a primitive whale with a serpentine neck that is thought to have been extinct for only 18 million years. (sighs) Only 18 million? Instead of 65 million Skeptics argued that what people were seeing in Loch Ness were seaches, which are oscillations in the water surface caused by the inflow of cold river water into the slightly warmer loch, which again, that doesn't make sense for a giant limb to come out of the water. That would make sense to see, like, maybe you think you see something big under the surface. Yeah. But not coming out. So here's Whale Dicks, the facts. So the river Ness connects Loch Ness to the ocean. And while Loch Ness is a freshwater lake, that doesn't mean ocean creatures can't get mixed up in it. The river Ness is about 100 meters wide and 12 miles long. So for a river... So a lot of room. Yes, but 12 miles isn't very long for a river. Like, that's not very far at all from the ocean, honestly. So... As marine mammals, whales breathe air, produce milk, give birth, and are warm-blooded animals, and have penises and erections. Despite the fact that these marine mammals thrive in the ocean, technically whales cannot live in freshwater environments, or at least not for long periods of time. So they can live in a freshwater environment, but not for very long. And all the main reasons why whales live in the ocean versus freshwater are all, like, technical adaptive reasons. Like, their prey tends to live in the ocean. There's more space for them because they're huge in the ocean. Yeah. The salt water helps their buoyancy, which is really important for whales, so they can swim to the surface easier. So that makes sense because they're fucking huge and probably weigh a shit ton. Yeah, so in fresh water, they tend to sink, which I just realized there was a small part of the Nessie reports that I didn't include in this, which is... um, Wow, I can't believe I didn't paste that over. In the 60s, was it the 60s? I think it was in the 60s. They uh, did some sonar shit to try to see if they could find anything in Loch Ness. Mm-hmm. 
And um, while the reports came back, I guess, empty, which they technically weren't empty, they said that they did find random giant masses moving at the very bottom of oh. Loch Ness that were unexplainable. And I couldn't oh, find like much word on that. Whales. Yeah, like a whale that couldn't get to the surface, maybe. I don't know. Huh. Anyways, that's uh, it could have been a whale that just had a hard time getting to the surface and sunk down. Because here's when a whale dies. Because I, I had to look into so many facts about whales for this. <laughs> when a whale dies, typically the body will float up to the top because it, it like bloats and just fills up with air, I guess. I don't know why it would fill up with air, but it tends to float. <laughs> fills up with something that makes it float. All I know is it fucking floats when they die. And uh, birds and other shit will, like, feed off of it off the top. And then once it's done with that, it will eventually sink back down into the water. Now, I couldn't find any facts on what would happen if a whale died in fresh water. No one has seemed to report on what would happen to a whale carcass if it died in fresh water. So, I assume that's, a, that's something that hasn't been tested. Right. <laughs> no one's going to purposefully kill a whale in fresh water to see what the fuck it does. But it is possible that maybe in fresh water it doesn't float to the top because it's not in salt water, which make, gives it more buoyancy and ability to float or like easier to float. I'm not really sure, but I digress. Let's continue on with what I've written down. Let's continue with whale dicks. So... Um, another reason why they would rather be in saltwater than freshwater is because there are certain minerals and shit in saltwater that helps, like, fight off bacteria on their skin, and if they get a cut, it will be, like, disinfected and will heal faster, and it's just healthier for them overall to be in saltwater. When they're in freshwater, bacteria would build up on their skin, and they would just be uncomfortable and a little miserable overall. So that makes it seem like maybe Nessie isn't a whale dick. But that's not true. It is a whale dick because there's more. I just have to, wait, there's more. I got to show both sides to this, okay? So whales are part of the same family as dolphins, especially orca whales, same family as dolphins. And humans have found a few dolphin species that live in fresh water across the world. One of the more famous being the Amazon freshwater dolphins. So my theory is which whale is in Nessie or was in Nessie for a while and probably left, which is why we can't find it. I'm thinking it's probably the killer whale, but I'm not ruling out the blue whale. And why do I say the killer whale or the blue whale? Because their dicks look the most like Nessie. Also, I had to look at a bunch of whale dicks. Also fun. (laughs) I did a lot of research. Also, fun fact, a whale dick is known as a Pink Floyd. Oh. So, Pink Floyd. Where did that come from? They named themselves after whale dicks. I don't know. So, uh, Dr. Charles Paxson is the one who brought up the idea that reported sea serpents from long ago folklore may actually be whale dicks. So, there's a lot of articles about sea serpents and, like, the Kraken and other shit where they see, like, a giant tentacle come out. Yeah. It might be a whale dick and not actually a serpent. And um, I think Nessie also fits this theory, though, like very easily. Like when so when I first saw an article that said this, I was like, what? And this is about a month ago. I was like, I didn't know whale dicks stick out of the water, but apparently they'll do that sometimes, especially blue whales. Well, yeah, it's very odd behavior. 
while we're talking about it's it. It's weird behavior, but like they'll fucking do it. And sometimes whales mate on the sur- like near the surface of the water. Like there's videos of whales having threesomes or mating <gasps> like near the I'm not kidding. Because whales get down and freaky. Some whales are uh polyamorous, I believe. Or like no, they're, they're so modern. There's certain types of whales that are polyamorous. I think it's I think it's the killer whale. Or is it a humpback whale? Fuck. I had to look into a few whales for this. Humpback whale, I'm ruling it out. I very much think it's a killer whale. Or somehow possibly a blue whale. But here's why I think it's a killer whale. In 2011, there was a report of a rare sighting of three killer whales entering a freshwater river in Alaska. The whales, which, you know, are also orcas, swam about 30 miles up the Nishagak River to a spot near the village of Ekwok. 30 uh-huh. miles is way more than the 12 miles River Ness is. Yeah. So the whales appear to have been in the area for three weeks. So these whales were living in a freshwater river area, 30 miles up a freshwater river, for three fucking weeks. Yeah. And were last reported below the split of the east and west channel of the Nishagak. When spotted out over time, the whales were covered with a membrane that has been seen on marine mammals that remain in fresh water. She said, and they appeared to be stressed from being in fresh water. So that means there's a membrane building up on their skin because the salt water wasn't there to probably kill it. Get rid of it, yeah. And that they were hyper stressed out. Like these, these killer whales were very stressed out about being in this area, which might indicate that killer whales are not very good navigators which could rule out blue whales because blue whales are very much known for being expert navigators among the ocean also i think it makes more sense to be killer whales because uh blue whales eat uh krill like the little tiny krill yeah and killer whales they hunt they eat fish they eat larger things they sometimes hunt sharks like they hunt a ton of larger animals like they feed on seabirds squid octopi like sea turtles sharks rays and fish so they could have been they could have been hunting some fish up the river and yeah and got lost because they don't they're not good at navigating so helen adderman who is a marine mammal coordinator for the bristol bay native association in dillingham said that the only thing I can assume is that they might be following the food. There might be some rich masses of silver salmon up that way. Which, based off your story, if there is that much salmon in Scotland, maybe some killer mm-hmm. whales are hunting salmon into Loch Ness. Look at us having our stories come together. I know. Look at us go. Loch Ness has a lot of fish in its ecosystem. A few which are sizably large fish that the killer whale or whales may have been hunting. So... I couldn't get facts on the size of a killer whale penis. <laughs> I could get photos though, and the photos oh, looks—they're—it's nasty. They look—they look like the Loch Ness monster. Um, well, now I'm gonna go into a deep. Oh yeah, no, I got the photos of all the whale dicks. So I—I <laughs> I don't know how many times I can say whale dick, but I'm saying it a lot. Drink, uh, <laughs> well, drink every time you hear me say whale dick. Okay. So the blue whale, I did get facts on the blue whale's penis because it had its own Wikipedia page and multiple articles. And for some reason, is the only whale in existence where humans were like, yes, let me report on this penis. So <laughs> the blue whale, whose penis also looks like Nessie, but doesn't have the same head thing. 
So the difference in a killer whale penis and a blue whale penis and a blue whale penis really does look like a little tentacle. Like it looks like a yeah. tentacle. It has a it has a point of a tentacle. Whereas a killer whale penis has like a little round head at the end. Huh. But taken at the right angle, the Loch Ness monster picture is so fucking dark and blurry, it could be either one. But I think I think it would be a killer whale. The blue whale is the largest existing animal on Earth. Period. And its penis can be about 10 feet long with a girth of possibly about 2 feet. And those are only the ones we have seen reported on. So Jeez. maybe it could be bigger. That's a pretty fucking large penis. Yeah. Yowza. Yeah. So that's a big old dick. Mm. Also, humans are fucking stupid. And here's a side note on humans being fucking stupid and not realizing that the fucking Loch Ness Monster is a goddamn whale dick. Okay. Oh, oh also, I do want to add... If a blue, if it was a blue whale, they are very good at navigating, and they would have been able to navigate their way out, probably pretty right. quickly. So maybe they took a detour, fucked up, left. Yeah, you like you know. So, so both work. They both, just went for a little roll and tumble. Both could work, and I'm not saying that every sighting of quote unquote Nessie is a whale dick. I'm just saying that photograph is. So humans are stupid. In Vancouver in 1964. Moby Doll, the orca, which holds the title of being the second killer whale to have been captured and put on display because humans are heartless and stupid. According to historical accounts, Moby Doll was actually mistakenly identified as a girl for months until someone, which was actually a small child, happened to notice that he was sporting a rather sizable whale erection majority of the time. The whale would show off its dick enough for more people to be like, um, <laughs> which to me tells me that, yes, oh, killer whale flashing its dick around is not an uncommon thing for it to do. It just holds on to that theory for me. Yeah, that really just transcends species. I guess. Yeah, so you have it here, folks. <laughs> Loch Ness Monster, Nessie, is a motherfucking whale dick. That's my story. Yeah, I believe it. Yep. I believe it. I'm, I'm so glad you were all here for my TED Talk. <laughs> I felt like I was making one of those crazed, like, not crazed, but you know how people always talk about, or how some people have done a PowerPoint party? Uh-huh. I feel like I just made my three-minute power, well, not three, 30-minute PowerPoint on why <laughs> the Loch Ness Monster is really a giant penis. <laughs> <laughs> so... <laughs> I went into this being like, what can I find that's scary? And then I was like, nope, it's a whale dick. The world needs to know. <laughs> it's time to shine light on this. It's, it's gone, gone too long. It's gone on too long, damn it. <laughs> 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 well, this has been Court on the Bacab. Thank you so much for joining. <laughs> yeah, thank you so much. I'm so glad we got to end this on a positive note. Let's be real. <laughs> this was ludicrous lake monsters. Yes, absolutely. It was just ludicrous, like, monsters. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know how it could possibly be anything. What are you doing? You are making so much noise with that mic. What? Am I? Yeah, it sounds like I just you're moved just, it. It sounds like you're just touching it and fidgeting with it. Oh, nope. I just moved it a little. My bad. Okay. Well, anyways, do you have anything else you want to add? <laughs> don't go to Russian waters and beware of Loch Ness. Because I think regardless of if it's a Loch Ness 
monster if it's penis they're both equally terrifying yeah no i do not want to get mixed up in some whale dick action that sounds like horrific (laughs) the worst hentai i've ever seen (laughs) the worst in the world no thank you no thank you (laughs) oh god i was honestly really surprised to learn that killer whales and whales in general could live in freshwater for three weeks or more I'm surprised to learn that killer whales are so dumb they can't out. <laughs> They're not supposed to be there. That yeah, very very true. I mean, I'm not saying killer whales are dumb. They are smart, but I well, think that they just are a little like. I think they just don't know how to navigate rivers well. Thanks for joining us again. I hope the sound quality is a little better this episode, and uh, keep it creepy. Keep it creepy. Whoop, whoop. Music by freestockmusic.com. For blog posts showing visuals for each episode, you can find our blog at cotmpodcast.com. If you'd like to help support us and receive discounts and loyalty rewards, become a patron at patreon.com slash We record every episode live Wednesdays at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on twitch.tv slash thetigerwizard. If you can't find us on your favorite podcast app or site, please let us know and we'll fix that. Be sure to follow us on Twitter and Instagram for updates on episodes, blog posts, and special events. And don't forget, keep it creepy.